we got some more good news this weekend. I'd call this great news. One of Miami's best defensive players who could have left for the NFL has decided to stay put. Thank you so much, number 51. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's already proven to be a crazy transfer portal season and a crazy season of players deciding to go pro early. We had the news of Matt Lee leaving yesterday, but Kiko Maui-Noa, arguably the best player on that defense, certainly the best linebacker this past year, is going to stay for a final season at the University of Miami. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So those who listen to Locked on Canes on the daily know. I've been pretty confident for the past several days that Francisco Maui Noah was not going to leave early for the NFL draft. I didn't feel so confident about Matt Lee. And over the past 24 hours, Lee has announced he is leaving, entering the draft. But Kiko has announced that he's staying. And guys, this is huge heading into next year. You get him in that second year in Lance Guidry's scheme. Second year working with Coach Nicholson, and he and Derek Nicholson, D-Nick, as Miami's players call him, have an awesome relationship. And as far as why Maui Noah is staying, when you hear this, you're like, that's a cane. This is the type of player we need. Uh, he basically said that he knows how good this football team can be next year, and he wants to be a part of it. He's got unfinished business this year, okay? Here's the exact quote that Kiko Maui-Noa uh, gave to Kane Sport on three. Quote, the potential on this team is just beyond what has been expected, he said. Me coming back is a big decision to make, and it was more where I want this team to be. We didn't meet the expectations, the results we wanted to, but we're headed in the right direction. We'll be better next year, and I want to be a part of that. He stressed that this was a tough decision to make. He had to speak with Miami coaches and his family about it at length. He also told Kane Sport, it wasn't easy. It was a real tough thing. We all talked about it. We prayed about it. Uh, it was all about what is best for me and my family, he said. We came to the conclusion that it would be good for me to come back for another year. Um, you know, Kiko has really good NIL opportunities down here. Uh, he's taken the gamble on himself that he can raise his draft stock even higher because that's one of those decisions that, you know, juniors, when they're deciding to stay or go, you have to figure out, do I think my stock is as high as it's going to get right now, which may have been what Matt Lee decided, whereas Kiko said, you know what, um, I can raise my stock even higher. And, you know, I play a, a glamour position on the defense. I can make good NIL money. And also, when he talks about having those conversations with his family, let's not forget he plays with his younger brother, CeCe Maui Noah, the starting right tackle who started all season as a true freshman, 
Um, you know, it's a really close knit family unit and their their family comes out to most of their games, if not all of their games. And so, you know, being able to play with his brother for another season, obviously that's the type of thing you can't predict whether that's ever going to happen in the NFL for him to be able to have that for another year in college, I think was a valuable part of the criteria as well, as far as why Kiko is so important to this team. Um, if you watched a single Miami Hurricanes game this past year, you know how important Maui Noah is to this team. He was Miami's second leader in tackles this year with 70. He was behind only James Williams, who is going pro, who had 73 tackles. Kiko was second on the team. He had a team high 17 tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks. Uh, Kiko had an awesome year in terms of tackling. Very few missed tackles was one of the best blitzing linebackers in the country, one of the best run-stopping linebackers in the country. And one of those things, um, anytime you were to really closely watch and scrutinize defensive downs for the Hurricanes, number 51 was always in the right place. He was always around the ball. It seemed like there were multiple 51s on the field. Like Maui Noah, I often said this, this guy is everywhere all at once. And to have him back for another season is huge. And to have some continuity at that position, you know, obviously you're losing uh, Corey Flagg into the transfer portal. We wish him the best. KJ Cloyd, I, I think is just out of eligibility. The, the guy who transferred in from Louisville last year and played pretty well. But You've got another year together with Maui Noah and with Wesley Besaint, who also had a really, really good year. And Miami's got some good young linebackers. I mean, we saw a little bit uh, from Popo Aguirre and from Marcellus Pulliam, who had an interception late in the year. I think the future is also really bright for Malik Bryant and for Bobby Washington. And Miami's got some good true freshman linebackers coming in as well. So that position is in really good shape and it's really well coached because D Nick is doing a fantastic job here at Miami. So this was a pleasant surprise and a welcome surprise. It, it wasn't that big of a surprise because we've been saying for the past few days on Locked on Canes, we were expecting Kiko to remain, to come back to Miami. But I was still sweating about it a little bit until we got the official announcement yesterday. So that's the great news. The not so great news is Colby Young, Miami wide receiver Colby Young, has announced he's hitting the transfer portal. Folks, I got to tell you, up until that point, every single name of Hurricanes players who were hitting the portal, none of them had surprised me one bit until Young hit the portal. That was the first player that I didn't expect to see hit the transfer portal. I thought Young would be back next year. Miami's third leading receiver this season behind only Xavier Restrepo and Jacoby George. And, you know, he was on the field about as much as those guys. Those were the three starting receivers this past season. Colby Young caught 47 balls, 563 yards, five touchdowns. He averaged 12 yards per catch. Uh, spent two years at Miami after coming over from Lackawanna Junior College a couple of years ago. And I know some of you are going to say, well, the guy didn't quite live up to his potential this year. I got to tell you, man, trying to replace a six foot five receiver is not always an easy thing to do. And we will talk about it a little bit more on this episode of Locked on Kane, some of the young talent that can step in and fill that void. And this definitely creates an opening, right? If if Miami wants to go after a marquee wide receiver in the transfer portal, somebody of that body type, 
using losing young from the roster gives you the opportunity to try and do that. But, you know, you could say what you want to. Colby Young had a pretty good year, didn't have a spectacular year. Trying to replace a player like that is not an easy thing to do. And again, I'll say the same thing about Colby I've said about the others. Amazing young man, great to cover, and I wish him all the best. And I'm already hearing rumors that maybe Georgia might be interested in him. He's going to land on his feet somewhere, so I'm sorry to see him go. We have a lot more to talk about on this episode of Locked on Canes, including really positive feedback from one of Miami's most important defensive tackle targets because they had one visit. Transfer portal player visited this past weekend. Miami seems to be the clear front runner now for C.J. Clark. But can they beat out the competition for the North Carolina State transfer defensive tackle? We're going to talk about that and so much more. Guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, smash the like button and subscribe to our channel. Whoa, what is that firework effect going on? I've never seen that. I don't know how that happened. These fireworks just appear from nowhere. If you're listening to the audio version, you're like, what? What is he talking about? If you are listening to that audio version, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. We're going to talk about CJ Clark. We're going to talk more about Colby Young. We're going to talk about why this coming week is going to be a decisive week in the transfer portal for Miami. It has to be a decisive week. So you know what you want to do, my friends? We're only getting started. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. They're doing so many amazing things at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers out there, if you want to take that everydayer experience to the next level and get as many inside scoops and breaking news updates, which is really important this time of year, National Signing Day is a week and a half away. Transfer portal has never been hotter. You want to sign up for Locked on Canes Insiders. I include the link in the show description below. When you sign up for Locked on Canes Insiders, you get text messages directly from my phone to yours and vice versa. You can ask me one-on-one -on -one questions on there. In fact, we're going to be answering a lot of your questions on this episode. I give you guys breaking news updates, recruiting scoops, transfer portal updates. Try it free for 14 days by clicking the link in the show description below. And then if you like it and you want to give yourself a Christmas gift, $4.99 a month, no strings attached, cancel whenever you want to. Uh, click the link in the show description below to join Locked on Canes Insiders. Uh, CJ Clark, the visit from the NC State, six foot three, 305 pound defensive tackle, exactly the type of player Miami's looking for. Experienced nose tackle. You know, he can obviously play in a four man front as well. Played in a three man front at NC State. I think he can put up even better numbers in a four man front. Um, he just had a visit to Miami over the weekend. They rolled out the red carpet for him. Uh, I even saw Coach Field sent out that photo of a, a big tray of Cuban coffees, the cafecito, 
That was probably for Clark, his entire family. Mario Cristobal probably drank 10 of those. <laughs> That's usually how he does that. So they rolled out the red carpet for CJ Clark because he was the only confirmed visitor over the weekend. And about his visit, Clark said, it was great. I enjoyed it. Great trip, great people, the vibes. They welcomed my family, all the coaches, Mario Cristobal, Jason Taylor, Joe Salavea. They were great to me the whole time. Very real to me. They let me know what they see in my future. A great time overall. This quote is to on three, by the way. Uh, so Clark, this is interesting now. He's he's headed back to North Carolina. He's about to get his degree from NC State. And he, CJ Clark has a trip that's scheduled to Seattle to visit the Washington Huskies. But he may not follow through with that visit. And if he doesn't follow through to the Washington visit, if that doesn't happen, it's supposed to happen on Tuesday, Tuesday into Wednesday, I think. If he doesn't take that visit, you're going to know it's a really good sign as to where Miami stands, okay? Um, so he says it's 50-50 as of now if he's going to make the trip to Washington. Quote, it's to be determined. I have graduation next week, so I'm not sure if I'll make that trip. He added, Miami is in a great spot. They're at the head of my chart, he said. Uh, so again, we'll be watching out. He said, of course, Miami is now in the driver's seat of his recruitment. But, um, you know, obviously, if the visit to Washington does happen, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Washington becomes the favorite. But if the visit to Washington doesn't happen, that definitely means Miami remains in the driver's seat for C.J. Clark. Uh, guys, even though, you know, Miami obviously has been getting very good news in recruiting lately at the defensive tackle position. Justin Scott commits to Miami about a week ago. Uh, you know, Miami landed that verbal commit from former Florida commit Kendall Jackson, who's a little bit of a tweener when it comes to interior or edge. But I think he's going to settle mostly into being an interior guy. Uh, Artavius Jones committed to Miami, Dalen Russell. So Miami is in, they're in a pretty good spot in the future, but you're losing Leonard Taylor. You're losing some other seniors and you desperately need quality depth in the interior of your defensive line. If you can land C.J. Clark, that's going to help you take that room depth-wise. Uh, he'll probably end up being a, a starter. He started all 12 games on a very good NC State defense this past year. He'll probably end up being a starter, but that still adds really important depth into that defensive tackle room. And it, I don't think it stops with C.J. Clark. Even if Miami is able to land him this week, I still think they try to add one to two more in the transfer portal defensive tackles there have to be really really active at that position right now my friends all right I want to answer some of you guys's questions because you've been you've been firing away on our locked on canes insiders chat all right so make sure you hit us up uh, locked on canes insiders click the link in the show description below if you want to try it free for 14 days we get a couple questions and points from our guy Bob in Louisville and Bob, I'm, I'm so sorry Miami lost that game against Louisville a few weeks ago because I remember Bob telling me, you know, because he's a Canes fan who lives up in the Ville, they call it. He said, I need Miami to win that game so my coworkers don't rub it in my face. I'm so sorry they didn't. But he says, number one, do you have any data to go with the assumptions that Florida State and Miami are seriously considering leaving the ACC? We'll start with that one, Bob. Um you know, I don't know if, what you mean by data. I haven't seen like any sort of signed documents or anything like that. Um, as far like Miami, a lot of it's based on assumptions. A lot of us just assume, you know, Miami's probably going to want to get out of the ACC, especially if other teams like Florida State and North Carolina and Clemson want to get out. Because it's like 
if those teams leave, why would you still want to be there? <laughs> why would you want to be there anyway with the officiating being terrible and the lack of respect the conference gets? But if Florida State and these others want to leave, why would Miami want to stay? But yeah, I think the way that Dan Radakovich works, he he works a little bit more under the radar because like the Florida State people, they are so vocal about wanting to get the heck out of the conference. So if you're looking for data, you know, you've had, uh, you know, people within the Florida State administration admit that they're trying to leave the conference. And here's something important to remember. OK, we talked about this earlier last week. Um, if FSU can find a way to get out that could potentially pave the way for others to get out because they give you precedent on how to do so, right? Whether it's finding a loophole in the ACC grant of rights, which everyone says is ironclad, or if they just end up ponying up and paying a big buyout to get out of the conference, which that would be crazy because remember, Florida State is, they're a state school. It's a public institution. If they pay big money, if they pay like $500 million to buy themselves out of the ACC, is that considered public money that they use to get out? And then all of a sudden to the politicians in the state of Florida, it's like, wait, that's what you're spending public money on? And should you be spending money to help other institutions get out of their conferences? It seems to set a weird precedent, okay? But we know for a fact that Florida State wants to get out of the ACC. We don't know for a fact that Miami does, but it's been inferred that they do, right? There have been rumors and chatter about the Big Ten. Last week, there were rumors that Miami was one of about nine ACC schools to contact the Big 12. The evidence is kind of there, but it's a little bit more under the radar compared to the Florida State evidence. Uh, Bob in Louisville also asks, hey, can Miami please speed up the process of signing Cam Ward through the transfer portal so I can better sleep at night and enjoy the rest of my holiday season? Uh, here's the thing, and I don't listen. Miami is competing with a lot of different schools for Ward. Ward knows that he understands these schools are going to have to work at my timeline. This is a huge decision for Cam Ward to find the best possible spot for his, you know, final season. You know, a place he can really uh, show his skills off for a final year before he tries to get into the NFL. He's still considering, I think he's going to end up being in a, in a university somewhere, but he is still kind of considering going pro. I don't think that's the decision he's going to end up landing on when it's all said and done. But since Ward is so after, these universities are working on his timeline, not the other way around. And why I think this is going to be a decisive week coming up, okay? Ward has kept his recruitment on the back burner for the past week because he's been about to graduate from Washington State. I believe he had a ceremony yesterday or last night. This week into this weekend is when he's going to start hitting the road, racking up those frequent flyer miles and taking visits. So if you've been working on his timeline, which I think is the case for Miami, because Ward has been priority number one for the Miami Hurricanes, I think this week coming up, when he starts hitting the road and hitting visits, and it is expected that Miami is going to get a visit, that Miami is going to be one of those schools that Cam Ward ends up visiting and seriously considering this coming week, hopefully within the next seven days, you know, for better or for worse, is Cam Ward going to come to Miami? Is he not? I think this is a decisive week coming up when it comes to your transfer portal quarterback options, which is important because... If you're looking at transfer portal wide receivers, which Miami very well might be now that Colby Young is leaving, a lot of these portal wide receivers want to know who's going to be throwing me the football next year. 
right? It's, it's going to be Emory Williams, going to be Jakari Brown. Is it going to be a transfer like a Cam Ward or a Will Howard uh, or, you know, the, the the guy from Toledo who we like a lot now, Daquan Finn? Like, who's going to be throwing me the football, which is a fair thing to wonder if you're thinking about transferring to Miami for a year. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, we get a question from our guy, Ardry in Pensacola, who says, is there any truth that Armando Blunt is flipping back to Miami? Strong rumor, Ardry. Um, is there any truth to it? We won't know until National Signing Day, okay? December 20th, National Signing Day itself, is when Armando is going to announce his final decision. Does he sign on the dotted line for Florida State? Does he flip back to Miami after flipping from Miami to FSU? Uh, I like from a Miami standpoint, I like the way this one's been trending for the past couple of weeks for the five-star defensive tackle out of Miami central. We're going to find out on national signing day. That's his timeline. I don't expect him to announce anything before that. Uh, we get a question from Terry from Tennessee and only one, they asked a similar question. So I kind of group it together. He says, do you have any update on why Colby young entered the transfer portal? Is there any chance he stays if we land a quarterback uh, I'm worried that they have not been able to land a quarterback and a receiver like him leaving cannot be a good sign. Um, okay, so some people are reading into it like, wait, if Colby Young wants to leave, does that mean he doesn't think Miami's going to get a good quarterback to throw him the football? Could be the case. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think in the case of Young, you never know what the NIL factors are. Maybe he feels like he can get more elsewhere especially when a school like Georgia is rumored to be, it's a rumor, I'll emphasize rumor, but it's rumored that Georgia is interested in Colby Young, among others. So there could be an NIL factor there. You know, I, I know like from his standpoint, you know, may, maybe he feels like he fits in a better offense somewhere else and he didn't fit as well with the Shannon Dawson offense. He was catching a lot of tunnel screens this past year. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think his frustration is quarterback related. Uh, there could be other factors at play here, but I can only speculate. I do not know the exact reasons as to why Colby Young has decided to leave Miami. But, you know, I, I, think, I don't necessarily think it's because he doesn't expect Miami to land a good quarterback. All right. OK, we, we got questions about transfer portal wide receivers. We've got questions about, well, we got some shout outs, by the way, for state champions out there and uh, more questions about Miami potentially leaving the conference. Plus, some interesting tales being told about the, the Kendall Jackson semi-flip. I mean, former Florida State, sorry, former Florida Gator commit who decommitted from the Gators ends up at Miami. Some interesting tales on kind of the process on how that went down. You know what you want to do, my friends? We are not done yet. You want to keep it locked right here on this brand new episode of Locked on Canes. And you want to keep it locked to prize picks. Guys, this is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money. You can win 25x on prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. They have a wide variety of different stats to choose from. Testing my skills on prize picks is the best way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a couple of taps. And prize picks, this is what I love the most. They even offer a reboot policy. Your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepix.com slash locked on and use our code locked on college, all one word. For a first deposit match up to 100 bucks, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college with our code locked on college, all one word, and they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Prizepicks truly is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. To the everydayers, we absolutely love you. Uh, Hopefully, my audio and video has been up to snuff. Again, I'm, I'm you know, in the Southwest Florida area visiting in-laws and doing shows from out here. So it's not the usual setup and not the usual situation. So thank you guys for bearing with me and for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. So you know what? Um, I, I saw a lot of people chatting about the Kendall Jackson verbal commitment. Now, Kendall Jackson absolutely a take for Miami like there's no question the coaching staff wanted Jackson even while it wasn't just after he decommitted even while he was committed to Florida Miami wanted him to to come to the U okay so that he was absolutely a take but apparently at the time Saturday when Jackson announced he was committing to the University of Miami Apparently that that was a surprise, uh, according to reports from 24-7, that that was a surprise to Miami's coaching staff, and that was like not the expected timeline for him. So, you know, you talk about a, a Christmas miracle or a Festivus miracle that they weren't even expecting that to happen yesterday, and then lo and behold, Kendall Jackson becomes a Miami Hurricane. But again, this this was a take. This is a player Miami's coaches have wanted. We've been talking about him for a long time. And I think he's going to add, he's going to add a tremendous presence to that defensive line. And let me also, let me correct myself, okay? Because I referred, we did a, an episode, a breaking news episode for Jackson committing to Miami. And I referred to him once or twice uh, on that episode as a three-star recruit. He's really a four-star. Like the composite rankings and all of the recruiting services except 24-7 have him ranked as a four-star recruit. So I did a disservice to him referring to him as a three-star because he's only a three-star according to one of the services. All of the other ones have him as a four-star. So four-star Kendall Jackson, thank you for being a Miami Hurricane and, and welcome to the U. We get a question from uh, Hurricane Keys who says, with the loss of Colby Young, does this help or hurt the possibility of Jeremiah Smith flipping to Miami or even the possibility of a Josh Kelly-Cam Ward combo? Yeah, Josh Kelly, who's in the transfer portal, uh, Cam, probably his best receiver, Ward's best receiver at Washington State. I know he's taken visits or is going to take visits to uh, Utah and Notre Dame are teams I've seen in the mix for him. Obviously, if Miami were to get momentum and land Cam Ward, his quarterback, that might be able to help Miami get Josh Kelly, but I don't think he has visited or has plans to visit Miami at this point. As far as Jeremiah Smith goes, I, I don't know. I don't know if Colby Young leaving affects him one way or another. Because honestly, if Jeremiah Smith were to come to Miami, he might beat out Colby Young anyway. <laughs> He's so good. Okay. But people have pointed this out. Colby Young is the guy who wore the number four at Miami. What number does Jeremiah Smith wear at Chaminade? Oh, he wears the number four. 
So his number is now free. If he wants to come to Miami, Jeremiah, he can now grab his number without having to haggle or, you know, negotiate a number change with anyone else on the team. All right. Uh, Big Larry says we need one more big time wide receiver. Uh, I tend to agree. I think Miami is going to shop for at least one receiver in the transfer portal. Uh, Also, like I'm not sleeping on Isaiah Horton. You know, Isaiah Horton, similar body type to Colby Young, had some really good moments on the field this past year. Six foot four, uh, you know, good catch radius, had a couple of big plays. Um, you know, second year in the program this year. Um, Isaiah Horton, hopefully he can mature. I think he might even, just when it comes to like an explosiveness standpoint, probably has a little bit more even upside than Young does. So, you know, maybe Isaiah Horton can be the guy to fill that role. And let's not forget, like Miami, not all the same body types, but Miami's got some really good young receivers. You know, again, not not the same physical profile as six foot five Colby Young, but let's not sleep on the Ray Ray Josephs of the world and the Robbie Washingtons and Jojo Trader, who's coming in. He can make an impact as a true freshman. He's excellent. Um, you know, Chance Robinson as well, Nykar. So there, there's going to be plenty of young talent in the wide receiver room. But to get an experienced guy, I could see Miami, you know, trying to find trying to find the next Charleston Rambo type in the transfer portal. I would not rule that out. Uh, let's see. We get a Explorer Sam sends a shout out. Columbus Explorers, back-to-back state champions. Congrats to Columbus. He says that's all. Uh, oh, and Coach Mirabal was there watching our commits. And yeah, obviously Mirabal, a Columbus guy, just like Mario Cristobal and like Alonzo Highsmith, there's a lot of love for that program within the Miami Hurricanes. And so, you know, they want to make Columbus like a true, consistent pipeline to the University of Miami. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. By the way, make sure you're checking out every single day, no matter what time of day or night. Uh, the Locked On Network has launched the first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. 24 hours a day, Locked On Sports Today. There's always something happening there. So check out Locked On Sports Today, and you can watch the conversations having happening 24 hours a day. Thank you guys so much for checking out Locked On Canes. Just a note, uh, tomorrow is Monday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to put out an episode tomorrow. I'm, I'm traveling and I've got some important family stuff to do to take care of tomorrow. So if you don't hear from me on Monday, you don't have to call the authorities. You don't have to worry about me. I'm, I'm fine. I just have such a busy day tomorrow. I'm not sure if I can chat with you guys and you know we'll make it up to you. If we're not here on Monday, we might do two episodes on Tuesday. We'll probably do in the remaining four days of the week, we'll probably have six, seven, eight episodes. So don't worry. We will make it up to you, and we will talk to you again next time. Whether it's on Monday or Tuesday, we will talk to you on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.